Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Well, good evening, one and all, and welcome back to the X-Zone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host. I am your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And we come to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the X-Zone Broadcast Network and our family of broadcast affiliates around the world. If you would like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all, at, on all social media sites, TV. To check us out online, our website is www.xzbn.net. And for all the listings for the Exxon TV channel that is exclusive to Simul TV, visit www.simultv.com. My guest this hour, Exonation, is a lady we've had the pleasure of having on the show before. Her name is Elena Lynn Lieberman. Now, with steadfast commitment, Elena Lynn Lieberman has devoted 30 years of inspiring others to realize inner growth through the transformational process of, of accessing the Akashic Records. Her sensitivity to internal spiritual forces that shape all physical reality has afforded her widespread public notice. Joining me now to talk about the Akashic Records is Elena Lynn Lieberman. And Elena, welcome back to the X-Zone. Oh, it's really great to be back. Thank you so much. So how has COVID affected you? Uh, I hope you and yours are all well. 
Well, COVID uh, has affected everyone. We are all well, though, and certainly a lot of my work is on Zoom more than ever. Mm -hmm. So people are seeking answers, and they're trying to make contact through Zoom. Classes are all through Zoom, and most of my consultations now are through Zoom. So there was a big change uh, in the variety of us traveling out, Mm-hmm. Um, and how people came to see you, that's, that's quite different now. Well, tell us a little bit about the Akashic Records. For people just joining us for the first time, what are the Akashic Records? Well, traditionally, the Akashic Records are really the archive of all being. Mm-hmm. So even in ether, anywhere in the cosmos registers an indelible impression in it. The Akashic Records of an individual is a little bit different. It is the journey of the soul since inception, as well as the possibility of unfoldment in the future. And it records every thought, word, deed, expression in it. So it's actually a very subtle field of essence. So... Um, where are the Akashic Where are the Akashic records found, Elena? Well, this is this is where it gets very interesting and has really changed. You know, you may have seen people uh, showing, or there are pictures that they're opening up a book. Mm-hmm. Now, I have never received anything from a book. It's actually a field of energy. And some of the intrinsic properties of Akasha, which is the smallest unit that makes up the Akashic record, the intrinsic qualities are sound, abstract nature, universal intelligence, ethers, non-manifest, primary vibration. So what is this? This is running through all there is, everything. And it's a question of how does one tune in to this very refined energy to assist people. So it's everywhere, actually, but it's in a certain frequency range. So in order to get to the Akashic Records, I would imagine you have to know what that frequency range is and tune into it. But how do you tune into that frequency? So the methodology that I use is a sacred prayer which allows a key to be formed to access into that very refined frequency. It's very subtle in nature, but once you get used to tuning in, a lot of information and feeling and insight is then revealed to support a person on their journey. So... It is the prayer that really allows for the attunement. How did you discover the Akashic Records? Um, Actually, my husband discovered it. He got a a flyer in about 1989. Uh, He went to a chiropractor. His back was out. And uh, the, the the chiropractor sent out these flyers that a woman was coming to town named Mary Parker. So he went to meet with her came back from the first day of class, and he said, I don't know what this is. But it's really wonderful. Everybody is so uplifted. You know, you're going to love this. 
you should go see what it is. So the next time she came back, we went to meet her. And incidentally, it was like I, I knew her all my life. She was like a ball of light to me. And I walked up to her and I said, Mary, the next time you come into town, will you stay at my house? And I'd never done anything like that. And she said that uh, in in her way, I believe I will. That's how she talked. <laughs> and I was very thrilled to have her. So in those, it took two days in those at that time. This is 1990 now. And when I was finished, I, I have to tell you, I didn't know exactly what was happening, but I knew it was for me because there was so much love and light. There is a light of unconditional love when you do this work deeply, day after day, that just expands for you. And it really alters you internally, taking you into a very deep place in your heart. So... That really hooked me for the rest of my life. Even though people come with problems, mm -hmm. you can return to this very special place inside of you. Prior to teaching people about the Akashic Records and doing consultations, how have the Akashic Records helped you personally? They definitely have given me a completely different viewpoint on, on daily living. First of all, one of the things that happens is you begin to reference your actions by bringing more light into the world, and you let go of reactions, reactive behavior, which is coming from a place perhaps of anger, uh, any number of emotions that really don't support you. So you learn to create from the light and not to add the darkness to the world. You quickly, the darkness being fear, darkness is basically the fear. So when the fear starts to take over, we do all kinds of crazy things. But when we can create from the light, we begin to examine this inner information. In order to examine it, it must be resonant very deep in our hearts. There's a place under the emotion in the heart where there is a sense of very deep compassion and connection with peace, if you call it with the divine, with um, a great resource of life. When you begin to move there in peace and calm and listen in or see a, a new level of your personal wisdom, Something you know in your heart comes out, and it turns out to be an element that is transcendent for the highest good. Not only your good, but you're bringing something greater to the world. So that's one of the big changes, and it's done every day. We teach, especially in the level one, we teach people to journal every day and go into the records so it, they get used to the frequency of being in the records, and they gradually begin to see and attune to this level of information. How long does it take someone to understand how to attune to the frequency and actually get to the Akashic Records? Some people will be quicker than others. We have a level one, which is basically working within your own Akashic records. But we ask that for 30 days, even before going to a level two, a person work every day in their journal 
getting the feeling of moving more deeply into the records. And you definitely start out in one place, and then it deepens over a long period of time. So you can identify it, even if you're uh, an alternative healer, to identify the Akashic records from other layers of abstract energy is also very interesting and very valuable to support people. All right, Elena, so, we've got it. I have to stop you here. I have to take my break. Exonation. Our guest this hour is Elena Lynn Lieberman, and her website is www.dynamicmanifestation.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And Elena and I will be back on the other side of this short break from our broadcast center and studios in beautiful Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Explanation before we get back to our guest this hour, Elena Lieberman, I'd just like to uh, remind everyone that there's a brand new radio station out there that has classic music, classic talk. And I'm talking about Class 1220, and their website is classic1220.ca. Elena Lieberman is our guest, dynamicmanifestation.com. Elena, how long does it take uh, to do a reading for a client who wants you to go to the Akashic Records? And what can they actually learn during the reading? Uh, Clients book sessions minimally one hour. Generally, it's an hour and a half. If more more is involved, it could be up to two hours with another session. So that's usually what it takes. Now, the actual session that is really important is they can learn things that are very specific. In other words, they come with questions. Mm -hmm. It's the questions that focus into the field because basically this is not logical. The question will pull up everything that's resonant, that's related, all the information, and when we say information, that can be misleading because information for me as the person accessing the records can be sounds, pictures, feelings, something like watching a movie that has feelings and I'm told certain things about it. So it's a big mixture of senses that is information for that person. 
And the questions, they can learn very specific things. Popular questions would be about the family, family lineage, relationships, very deep feelings, life path, how to resolve certain issues, where their focus should be, why things seem fragmented, and why they're not whole. And above all, where we're led to in much of this is to establish a reference point for grace. By doing that, by moving into this sense of grace readily, we can begin to create from the light. But the information through the records gives us the type of direction that that person has to attune to. So they can learn a lot of details about their development from the Akashic Records. And then there's also a general result that they get from a consultation. For instance, there's a sense of returning to their authentic spiritual nature from the totality of the consultation. They can develop a sense of uh, security or peace or hope. When they have been very unhappy, it can really be transformed. There's an important feeling of going home to your spiritual home right here on earth. That was one of Mary Parker's big teachings. Mm. You can go home now. You can feel like spirit is inside of you wherever you go. And that's because the heart has been opened from this wonderful field that feels like unconditional love. There's also a type of wisdom deep in the heart that is experiential. When you go back and say, say, this is what was happening, this is the scene, you experience it. So it goes beyond belief into a wisdom place. And also one of the big teachings is about not judging not judging yourself, letting go of that till you have more information. And when you stop judging yourself, you often get less judgmental about the life around you, the people around you. So these are some things that can come from the Akashic Record consultations. So, Eleanor, what's the difference between an Akashic Record consultation and a psychic reading? The Akashic Record consultation focuses very much inwardly, even though you see things that will support the inner development. It's not about what anyone else is doing. It's not about climbing into their head so you know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's not about what they're saying about you. Um, It's not about what will happen next, usually. There's not a lot of emphasis on uh, prediction. It's more about how to handle what is the inner working, the inner qualities that become open to you so you can address your life that are truly who you are from your essence, which is your divine inscription. Very inward. So that is the focus. It's not about warnings. Um, it's not about this could happen to you. So there's not a lot of fear in an Akashic Record consultation. In fact, we send fear as an energy to evolve. We send it on its way spiritually. 
So who writes all this information in the Akashic Record for people like you to read and understand and to relay to the people who come to you for consultations? So we talk about the soul having the inscription. We talk about masters, teachers, and loved ones, but it is a level of the divine. That's how we discover inner divinity, because we're accessing to the frequency that is. It's in beingness, in the present. Well, so who, that's, it, it's a divine inscription. Well, who's the divine? The infinite source of all. But who is that? What is that? How did they come to that's be? That's what it is. It is. It's the I am. It is. It's, it is that it is. That's how, what <laughs> how do we know I am that? that I will be. How do, we, it is. <laughs> how do we know that? It's usually where it registers inside of you. It's a truth. It is a profound awareness of a truth that you carry inside of you that is so resonant that it's unshakable for you. It's an unshakable reality inside of you. We keep going deeper and deeper, and it is always accompanied by a sense of profound, unconditional love. So is the Akashic Record in me, or is it somewhere else? It is both. It is a transcendent field. This is very important, the, the, what you're bringing up right now. It is inside of you. And we used to discuss that it was t vibration, mm -hmm. vibration in the subatomic level of the cells, in the RNA and the DNA. And it is of such refined frequency that it is in a transcendental field that is beyond the self. There was a lot of research done um, of this uh, it, with brain waves and frequencies. And they found that there was this transcendental field that seemed to simply vibrate outwards and yet be deeply inside. Now, so when you sense wait, of boundary. Wait, now, when you say they is, found, who are they? Uh, there was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who were they? Yes, you said who was, they who researched it. Yes. Yes, there, were, there are certain uh, researchers, brain researchers, who have found transcendental fields of energy. And one of the assistants had gone through training for the Akashic Records and realized that when she was in certain brainwave frequencies, that it was the same as accessing through the prayer that we use. So... Um, Research has been done about this. It also shows in the light frequency of the body and the field. Uh, but so there's what a I, lot I, of research being done on this. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is where is the research being done and who is doing it? Is it being done at a university level? Is it being done by scientists? Is it being done by uh, members by of the... scientists. It's you, being done by scientists. As far as I know, it is not being done at the university level. Now, what's really important when, actually, you've had Dr. Irvin Laszlo on the show, so he has done tremendous amounts of research on this primordial field, the Akashic field. And the question is, is that inside of us, or is it this field that is so huge 
that there's no end to it in the galaxy? And the answer is both. So there are quantum physicists who have been researching it, and he's one of them. Right, but do all scientists and physicists agree, or is it just a select group that agree? This is what I'm trying to get at. How has the validity been established so that the masses can say without any hesitation that this is reality? It is true that it cannot be denied. I'm sure there are people who would deny it. They, they would deny it. Mm-hmm. What happens in a consultation all right, I'm going, to, I'm going to have to hold people, you here because I, me, I'm going oh, to have to hold you here because I have to take my break. So please stand by. Exo Nation, Elena Lieberman is our guest. We're talking about Akashic Records, and if you'd like to send me your thoughts, your comments on the topic, my email address is exon at exonradiotv.com. I'm Rob McConnell. I'll be back on the other side of this break with Elena Lieberman, and her website is dynamicmanifestation.com. Everyone told me to. And welcome back, everyone. Ellen Lieberman is our special guest this hour, www.dynamicmanifestation.com. Elena, what are, have you found that since the COVID and all the political unrest, the social unrest, that the questions that people are asking concerning the Akashic Records have changed? Uh, they've, they're more, there's a lot of fear right now mm-hmm. uh, that people are very concerned about. Um, and they're very concerned about their path right now. Um, I just wanted to go back for a second. There's a very famous doctor who did research on this, and his name was James V. Hart, Mm H-A-R-D-T. And um, he wrote a piece called Introduction to Biocybernaut, Theta Training to Enhance Skills in Reading the Akashic Records. 
So he did a lot of research on this, and there was um, Ann Jensen was the person who just inadvertently, when she started working with him, had had Akashic Record training and noticed that the waves, the brainwave frequencies, uh, what, when, what she could remember from her training, um, seemed when she was in those frequencies, it, ma- it started to match up. So that's just the interesting information around that. The questions um, that people are asking, are, um, they're, they're more troubled in a sense of relationships or what will happen next. And so the, the more they can focus and be balanced within themselves mm-hmm. and really feel, feel in their bodies the presence of light or the presence of breath and staying just in the moment and then focusing to get information, this has been very valuable for people. So actually there's more spiritual questing, I think, at this time that you're getting. People are asking questions. So I guess this is important for the people asking questions. And how do they get the validation from the Akashic Record? Uh, It's basically that if they're my client, how does this feel to you? Mm -hmm. Or they say, oh, that's really true. Or or, I really feel this in my heart. And when you compare, we often compare a feeling that seems fearful, and we're able to let go of it and go back to the feeling that feels aligned. My heart is open. I can create with this. And it's not to stop people from feeling their feelings, but they can not attach in the same way to the negative feelings. So it's it's very valuable right now for as people are moving ahead. And people are, you know, many people are actually getting new jobs mm-hmm. right now, I've sure. noticed. Well, that's right, because that's because a lot of people do not want to return to work because of the amount of money that the government was paying them not to go to work. So right. I, I can understand that <laughs> right. fully. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that did more harm than it did good to the economy as well as to the uh, different companies that need employees and who are now suffering. Uh, Actually, I've had a couple of people who got very good jobs Mm -hmm. uh, that were international uh, at this time. So whatever the thinking behind it, they definitely stepped into a more positive position. Well, that's good. Yes, yes. Now, you've written a book uh, called The Principles of Dynamic Manifestation as Received Through the Akashic Records. Uh, can you actually manifest anything using the information in your book? You know, it's really interesting. It, it's become clear over the years mm-hmm. that you can manifest. But if what you want remains on the mental or abstract plane and stays there, it, it just backs things up. Unless you open to a flow of pulling things through, either imaging, writing, planning, it has to be in the physical present in some way. And that way you can actually manifest. Then there are other levels that are very powerful with manifestation. And one is I call the sound current 
and one is the light current. Well, let's take the sound current. Um, one of the principles of the book is that you utter what you believe you want. Now, you have to be clear on what you want. Do you want the security of $50,000 or do you want the $50,000? It may be you really want the feeling of having that much money, in which case the money is secondary. But if, if there are other plans around the money or other feelings that are positive, then that is a way of connecting into the venues that will, will connect you to do something like that. Um, imaging is very important. The presence of voice, the presence of sound is very important, that you don't hold things in that are positive. People hold things in that are actually positive. And so it can't, if they rule it out before it happens, it never gets written down, it never gets painted, it never gets uttered. That is a sure way of, of backing yourself up because it comes from the abstract, it gets more dense, and it precipitates into a physical reality. Now, you, you also talk about a spiritual or a theric template and elevating your frequency. What are the benefits of doing this and how do you do it? So the etheric template is, is very easily visible if you take a plant and put it in front of a, a white wall or a light beige wall. What you'll see around it is actually the auric field of the plant, and it's pretty easy to see. And the interesting thing about it is if you, if you really look closely, you'll see projections like threads. They look like threads through the light around the plant. If you cut a leaf and take that leaf away, you will still, still see the template of the leaf mm -hmm. until eventually it will dissolve. Likewise, if the plant is about to grow, if you keep watching it like day after day, you'll see the projection of light, and then the plant will fill into it. So there's a template that's being used that is projected from the soul plane so to speak, or the oversoul of the plant from other levels, abstract levels. Likewise, we have vibrations. We're, we produce a tremendous field of vibrations, some more obvious than others. One is the sound, sound current. Uh, in your profession, your own voice has a presence. Your own voice can command a room, a field, and hold it. Well, Everyone does this in some way, and it is not only the law of attraction. It's like a symphony. We have a tremendous vocabulary, not only the words, the tones, the thoughts, and the sound are all producing a field, and unquestionably, your field will manifest with people who complemented people, places, things that have the orchestration to meet up with it. It's a harmonic structure, just like a symphony, um, just like a written piece of music. That is for sure, and that goes out into the cosmos. So if you want to manifest, you want to let go of the frequencies that are lower or weightier or dragging you down or more dense, the the more dense frequency, you can take anger 
anger and rage. A lot of people are angry now. If you let go, it isn't that they're not forceful. They're very forceful. But when you let go, that space opens. And then you can bring a higher level into it through visualization, Mm -hmm. what you think, what you say, manifesting a different landscape of vibration and you can do it refine it and it will bring to you very very important valuable paths in life all right stand by elena you and i have to take our final break for this hour an explanation if you'd like to get more information on our guest this hour on the akashic records visit her website at www.dynamicmanifestation.com this is the exon i am rob mcconnell and we will be back wrapping up this hour so don't go away Lieberman is our guest. And Elena, when you say people can manifest, what can they manifest? People can truly, people can truly manifest anything. Do they you, really can. Do you have any um, example? Do you have any examples from clients that that have manifested I, something that you could share with us? Uh, they have manifested being much healthier. I'll give you a kind of humorous one. Okay. Um, I manifest, I love, uh, furniture mm-hmm. and I started by describing interiors and then I cut them out and then I started to see the furniture in different places in other uh, hotels and different places that I would go to other people's houses. And then finally I was able to get some of the furniture. The furniture became more available to me that I wanted to manifest. So that's an example of manifesting something that was of interest. Uh, it's, it's not exactly, you know, mm-hmm. a, a huge monumental thing, but I, I, I did manifest okay. the move uh, to Palm Beach. But let, let me just uh, take you back to the example you gave us about the furniture. Is it possible that because you were 
manifesting in this article that you actually paid more attention to your surroundings subconsciously and saw more of the furniture that you were actually looking for? Or does coincidence play into this? Um, first of all, I would agree. That, actually, both. But if we look at coincidence mm-hmm. and coinciding events in that sense, somehow it jumped out. That there was something about it, and it can start on the subconscious level that you notice it. Mm -hmm. But then it starts to recur more and more, and suddenly it becomes available. So there's some kind of movement. I call what you're saying and focusing on it it, through pictures, through speaking it, I would call that a total manifestation. I would include everything in it, because that is how you manifest. You become aware. Awareness is everything. Awareness, it isn't that you don't have these abilities. Mm -hmm. You're not aware of them. And that awareness has been non-conscious all this time. So it it mixes together to create one unified source that allows you to take the next step. It allows you to have that present in your life uh, in a variety of ways. The non-conscious thinking or the unconscious thinking can sabotage you, or it can absolutely help you to achieve wonderful things. So all of those things together in a positive way will allow you to take that step, which elevates you, which makes you feel more secure, which brings greater light to your life. All of those things will be orchestrated to work for you in a really helpful, beautiful way. So can manifestation also be referred to as an inner awakening? Absolutely. Absolutely. Inner awakening. I have several uh, little short stories in the book, and I describe inner awakenings, and these short stories are about clients and myself mixed in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's not really one client. They're profiles. And in one of them, the woman goes into the mountains, and she is with a shaman who plays a flute, incidentally. That's what happens. And suddenly she has this inner awakening. And she looks out, and the entire forest in the mountains where she is, it happens to be in South America, um, suddenly she sees the vital force of all the trees as if they were jewels. She actually awakens inside and sees this sparkling, beautiful radiance all around her. And then she hears the songs of the trees, and they mix with the songs of the birds. And suddenly she finds herself as if she's part of it, and she starts singing out. She sings out to the whole forest, and the forest is also singing. And then an interesting thing happens. The jewels actually turn into lights, hovering lights in the sky. And it's as if she's calling in the lights, and she's unified with everything. She has a tremendous sense of oneness. Now, now, now we quest- know for f- yeah, we, we, we know that s- the majority of shamanic trips in South America also include mind-altering drugs like ayahuasca. Was she under right. the influence of any any uh, hallucinogenic drug or no. ayahuasca? No, it was the man's flute. In this case. 
it was the playing of the flute. There were no drugs involved. Okay. It was more of a, you might say it induced a meditative state, yes. A deeply meditative, to do deep meditation and transcend, you don't need drugs. Then why do people go to these shamanic retreats and actually subject themselves to ayahuasca in order to get uh, a, a shamanic voyage or a shamanic inner vision? If it can uh, be done many, without drugs. Many of the people who do that, many of the drugs uh, lower the boundaries of the ego so that you feel very expanded and free. And so the spirit begins to soar and, and, and be highly expanded and the heart opens. And from the drug, you could feel that way. Uh, but in the various tales that I give, I give only three of them, None of them used drugs. So it was done through just a pure sense of inner awakening and contacting the deep, innocent place in yourself. Now, in your book, you also talk about declarations. What are they? Declarations are audible statements about how you are living your life in a way that you feel would be perfect for you. And in the moments that you say them, you interlace them with gratitude, um, with kind of a hallelujah feeling that you are there. I am living in this beautiful place, and this is how I feel, and this is what it looks like. And there are wonderful people, and this, these are the qualities of the people, and they're honest, and everything around you, you paint a verbal picture with that you hear. Okay. And sometimes that can be a little difficult to keep doing, but if you use it in a very exclamatory way, filled with gratitude, you can repeat it until you find that you have been elevated by your own voice, and suddenly your perception actually changes, and you will see more of this very positive reflection of what was in you now coming at you from the outside. What is the difference between a declaration and an affirmment or an affirmation? There, there are some similarities between them, but one of the differences is that it's not only mental, it's not only on the mental plane, it also is felt it, you can pause to feel it. You can close your eyes and see it. So it's not only convincing your mind, which is very valid in healing, but it's also something that you feel energetically deep in your body. My body feels this. My heart is open. I am grateful. Um, and, and so all of those things are using many senses of energy throughout your whole being. The trick is it's throughout your whole being. All right, Elena, we've got about a minute left. Let, what, is, what are your final thoughts to the Exxon Nation tonight listening to you around the world? You can go home to your spiritual self right now. It is filled with light. It is highly illumined. And there is within you a choice to come from a place of love or from fear and always choose the love because it's a real truth, even deeper in your heart than you've ever been. And I bless everyone with this beautiful radiance and wonderful health and well-being. Elena, let our listeners know where they can get your books now, please. 
The books are on Amazon. They're at Barnes & Noble. They can go right onto my website and directly access those two sites, or they can go to my website at www.dynamicmanifestation.com. Elena, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Always a great pleasure to talk to you, and thank you for sharing and, and letting our listeners know about manifestation as well as the consultation work that you do when it comes to the Akashic Records. So thank you so much, Elena. Thank you. Good night now. And Exonation, once again, if you'd like more information about our guest this hour, Elena Lieberman, visit her website at www.dynamicmanifestation.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues with yours truly from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, check out my favorite radio station. No, it's not one of ours. It's Classic 1220. They've got the best music, classic music, classic rock and roll, and classic talk. That's www.classic1220.ca. Without conviction